Well, hello, this is Gary. You're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded on a Tuesday morning. About to head off to work in a little bit. Checked it in on the news. Since this podcast has been... Well, an ongoing theme has been the fucking Trump saga. Sorry for cursing right off the bat. But, federal judge ruling that evidence clearly indicates that uh, there was like a a very willful desire to commit fraud by the Trump, Trump and his allies during the 2020 election. The fact that he did it fully out in the open, it's, yeah, that's... You know, that, that's how you would commit fraud in a political election. You do it fully out in the open. You know, you, you tell people that, hey, this this election's false, and then you try to, with your powers, kind of behind the scenes, convince people to not count votes and to throw out votes and to kind of try to coerce election officials into not counting ballots so that you win, and then telling your supporters that there's fraud and that you're fixing the fraud by, you know, committing fraud. Um, so his, his pleading ignorance and pleading, he's going to try to say that he genuinely thought that there was illegal votes, ballots cast, but uh, there wasn't. There was no evidence of that. Yet he continued a charade for a while to the point of encouraging his most arduous supporters to uh, cause violence and invade the capital. That dude has got to face some kind of consequence for that, you know. Inciting a riot is a crime. You have freedom of speech in this country, but it has limitations. You know, like the the, infant, the most notorious one is the yelling fire in a crowded theater when there is no fire, and causing a panic purposely, you know. That's not what freedom of speech is. Not just that you can say whatever you want, whenever you want, in any time and place, without any sort of repercussions. That's not what freedom of speech is, you know. And so, um, but I don't know. This is America, and it's Donald Trump we're talking about. And I've been aware of that idiot since I was six or seven years old. This one of those famous schmucks. You know, famous for bankrupting companies and cheating on his wives. And then after his sixth bankruptcy, he got rewarded with his own game show that he got to host. And that made him an even bigger star. Yeah, such a big star that when he started saying racist stuff about Barack Obama, it made him a viable political candidate for president of the United States of America. And then the Republican Party nominated him because there are two other finalists Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. You know, and uh, we still have the gall to call ourselves the best country in the world. It's it's kind of I just find that very disrespectful to our allies around the world. You know, um, yeah. It feels like that era is, is winding down. It might be kind of a crash burn ending. 
to the Trump era. And I, there's no other way for it to probably end, really. I don't think it kind of glides to a smooth finish or something, you know. Um, a man famous for being incompetent and unethical and immoral and just kind of a whore for publicity actually became president of the United States and then used his power to try to retain power for himself and to, you know, use public resources for his own personal benefit. You know, taking vacations at a golf resort that he owns and, you know, upping the rates when him and the Secret Service go there up in the rates a whole bunch up up to as much as 600 bucks a night yeah we paid for that supposed millionaire and he you know he, he deferred his salary supposedly or did he you know he said he was but the salary is only 300 something thousand a year it's a pretty good salary though I think if uh, I ever got to that six digit range I would just try to find a way to hold right there you know I don't really see the point in going much further than that. Making a salary of $380,000 a year plus various food and travel allowances and shit. Total compensation package in the six dollars $700,000 a year range. Like, fuck. That's a, that's a pretty damn good salary, I think. Like, that's about what the president makes. But uh, usually pro athletes make more than the president. That's been going back since uh, Babe Ruth. He was the first pro athlete to make more than the president. Rightfully so, almost, or something. I don't know. You don't want the leader of the free world to be making too much money. A decent living, though. But you don't want him living like a king, necessarily. I don't really want our... I don't think the White House should be necessarily a palace. A good testament to architectural integrity or something. And good, fine engineering. You know? Some good landscaping out front, that's cool. Some decent fencing around the outside, showcasing the various types of skilled labor that can be had in the United States of America. Good roofing on the top. Maybe some good solar panels and some shit, too. It should be kind of a showcase of uh, the different kinds of skilled labor that exists in the United States of America. That would be the uh, ideal White House, or whatever, in my opinion, but... Mind is still in the uh, macro things, even though, yeah, got a situation where I gotta get sorted out on where to live for the next few months. Jobs are sorted out. Gonna be working six to seven days a week for the next six months in a tourist town during peak season. Become the culmination of my years here, and it will be. Get me in a good jumping off point to uh, to the next phase. Whatever that may be. I don't know yet. I uh, have several months to sort that out. But kind of knowing that uh, there's kind of a... Yeah, there's kind of a, a destination point ahead. You know, kind of working towards accruing enough funds to jump off. And then doing... During that time, you know, enjoying the ride as well, as much as possible. Not getting too nose to the grind, but, uh, couldn't get a little tough. Six to seven a week. 
But there's something uh, kind of satisfying in this, eating during this particular phase and then seeing the news about the uh, most recent federal court ruling by a judge. No comment by Mr. Trump yet. That's a smart move. That's the first smart move he's made in a while, but I'm sure he'll make some sort of comment very soon, which will only uh, aid the case against him. Because now anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's, uh, that's not just something that police officers say. You know, it can and will be used against you in a court of law. So there's a fraud case that's saying that you were fraudulently claiming that there was fraud and trying to convince people that there was fraud and then trying to coerce election officials into changing ballots. And then your defense, when you're a court case, you know, comes up charging you with fraud, your defense of that is sent, is to try to commit more fraud. Well, no, the election was stolen, and yeah, that kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about. Yes, that. Um, you know that what you're saying is false, but you're doing it anyway. So, um, we're going to record that, you know, or whatever, and play it back to you in the courtroom. I mean... It's at some point that guy has got to face some kind of consequence besides just paying some kind of penalty that's barely anything, and it's and then the penalty can just be paid from his organization or something, and he doesn't even have to liquidate any personal assets. It's just insane, you know. It's uh, it's amazing what that guy's been able to get away with. It's amazing he's been able to achieve such heights, being such a wretched, wretched human. Just awful. There's a little redeemable about Donald John Trump. Um, it's almost like why he's here. You can see how bad things can go when a person like that gets so much power and with little restraints. You know, and he causes a lot of damage to our society. And uh, it's not just going to immediately go away once he's no longer in power, truly. Like, he, he's truly facing some consequences and isn't able to just be a wealthy uh, leader of a political organization and stuff. Like, until he's no longer that, you know, he's still going to be kind of a thorn on our side. But once you move that thorn, there's, there's still healing. There's other little thorns all over. And he's he's not the he's just the a symptom. He's not the cause of all our woes. He's just the kind of a society losing its way and kind of becoming unclear on what is virtuous or something, you know. But we've we've become a society that values a person's character and their value as a human by how much money they have. So if you have ex exorbitant amounts of money, it means that you're good. It means that you're someone to aspire to. How did you get the money? Yeah, we don't really care too much about that. If you were born with it, so be it. You, know, you have lots of money, therefore you must be better. You must be someone to aspire to. We must, like, if you write a book, even if you don't actually write it and someone else writes it for you and... You publish it. Millions of people are going to read it. You know? 
and try to gain something from it. There must be some kind of wisdom that you can bestow because you're wealthy. You, you must know something. And people would do it. Like Donald Trump would have a, you know, this is how to get rich like me thing. And uh, people would pay money, you know, to, to go to some seminar or some bullshit to listen to a guy who inherited $400 million from his father. You know, tell regular people who were not born wealthy how to become wealthy. And that would be kind of a thing. Well, first you borrow some money from your parents. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? You know? So what I do, vent out my frustrations on this silly podcast that no one ever listens to, and that's fine. I don't really give a shit. It's uh, Maybe someday people will. For now, it's just uh, cathartic to just air out and uh, know that I'm... One of many that knows what Trump is, and it's just nice to know that it's on the record, you know, and just kind of processing through the absurdity of it, and the, and just the uh, the never really wanting to just accept. Well, this is what it is now, you know. There will be people like Donald John Trump that become leaders, and then it, it happened though, you know. Marjorie Taylor Greene is another one. There's a whole bunch of other ones in the Republican Party. Devout Trumpists. You know, loyal to Tr Donald John Trump, of all the people in the world, to be, uh... <sighs> just, it's frustrating, you know? It's frustrating. It's a weird time. But, making the go at it. Uh, I'm going to be focusing on work and Hopefully get to sing on Wednesday nights at the little local bar. They have karaoke Wednesday nights. It's fun to sing in front of a live crowd. Sometimes I can hit it pretty good. It's finding the right spot, too, though, because sometimes the speakers are placed in an interesting spot. But anyway. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling kind of optimistic that this... This Trump thing is is winding to an end, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been saying that for decades now, but uh, this, this is this is the one, you know. It's one. I mean, it might it's gonna be a few months, you know. Court cases take a while, and does the criminal justice system, in the United States of America, really have the balls to charge a former president with an actual crime, crime, even if the evidence is overwhelming and all that kind of stuff, like. I don't know. Might just have to stick with a civil suit. For and a civil suit charging a former president with, you know, fraud in an election, conspiracy to commit fraud. You know, like a billion dollars. Like it would have to be some enormous amount. You know, if. We just don't have the balls to charge a former president, even if he's that former president is Donald fucking Trump. It kind of makes a mockery of the presidency of the United States. He's this weird outlier. 
be cool if you could just put an asterisk by his name or something like kind of a whoops like but, but he didn't really like but no he did that actually happened no we really did do that that fucking guy yeah you know wwe events and uh you know home alone 2 cameo and just kind of tabloid celebrity guy and then game show host saying racist shit just kind of this d-list dumb shit for decade after decade that actually happened yeah he became president of the united states of america that really that really actually happened even saying it out loud it's like yeah part of me just like can't still just can't really fully accept it you know it's just what the but you know there's People I went to college with that seemed like real bright, forward-thinking people, and, you know, I I had real-life conversations with them where they genuinely professed uh, support for Donald Trump to be president. You know, I had those conversations. uh, I, I didn't even know... It was like I just didn't know how to process it, you know? Like, how do you not know what that guy is? How did you ever come to the under, the thinking that he was a successful businessman? Like, where does that even come from? I don't even get it. It's like this, he was the elephant in the room. Yeah, you know, like he's famous, but you're not supposed to be like him or anything because he's just an idiot. He's, he was just born wealthy, and because he's born wealthy, he gets to be wealthy. Uh, it doesn't really matter what his businesses do that's just a facade to make it look like he's doing something, you know, because he doesn't have to do anything. He was, he inherited $400 million. Um, you know, what 1% of 400 million is 4 million. Yeah. So you can, you can have a vest at 400 million and a fixed annuity that's earning 1% could pay you 4 million a year. Your job would be to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, obviously, you know, the kind of trust fund that was created for Trump would probably have had various types of things like that, including various real estate holdings and whatever, but certainly the type of thing that could just basically pay him an allowance every month of uh, several hundred thousand dollars, probably forever. So really, if he loses shit tons of money doing something, it doesn't really matter there's set money coming in every month you know he can maintain a very affluent lifestyle no matter what it is that his businesses are doing those are kind of secondary they're these other entities they're separate from the individual and uh that's kind of how he's been able to make a living he's he promotes donald trump the successful businessman donald trump the real life human kind of this you know inheritor of 400 million dollars kind of inept d-list celebrity guy always wants to be in the spotlight but doesn't really have much to present really you know doesn't really have a lot of talent really um but he's kind of a niche though you know one of those love him or hate him type celebrities and he's just always had a bit of a following but never you know never huge wide appeal you know but that's kind of the real guy and then there's kind of the persona, and then there's the corporation, which is, but it's really the corporation, the persona, the Trump character of the successful businessman, and then the Trump real guy, the kind of dealish, schlocky, kind of um, 
schlocking various stupid products and stuff with his name on it. They're all kind of all in the same, you know, kind of a corporate trinity. And so it's a various transferring of uh, value and ownership stake from one entity to the other, even though they're really all kind of the same. And then the, the entity itself, the Trump organization, is really just in layers and layers of different owning owning of different things and different uh, ownership stakes and licensing agreements with different things, swapping hands and stuff. It's just kind of a layers and layers of uh, paperwork, really. But it's kind of like he did that once where he brought in during the campaign to kind of show why he can't or something uh, like divest or something. He brought in some of the counting. It was just that it was like stacks and stacks of paperwork. It was like this is his tax filing or something, tax return. But part of that is kind of true, but also more the reason why someone like that should never be a president because that's, that's how he makes his money is just floating on top of paper. He, d he doesn't really actually do anything. It's all just a facade. Um, you, you know, his job is to be famous by any means necessary. Good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't really matter. As long as people are aware of his name, then there's a certain value in that. That's a ever-fluctuating value, but there's a certain kind of value in just being famous in general. And even if you're famous for being in prison or something, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, you know, so he was famous for kind of being a corrupt business guy, and, you know, willing to kind of sell anything and willing to kind of do anything to promote his name and likeness, anything, he didn't, he didn't really care, and that's kind of what he was famous for, and that's, that's what he did. Running for president is a great way to, you know, get some fame coming your way, some publicity. It's one of the best publicity stunts there is, running for president. And so he, he had been doing that since the early 90s. And uh, switching, you know, jumping from various political organizations and then finally found a good fit with the Republican Party, especially after they went, you know, a little further to the right around 2008, embracing the Tea Party movement and such. I think that's when he saw his opening, you know, go full-on Republican, fully embrace all that stuff. He used to be pro-choice. He switched to pro-life. Um, if, you know, one of the uh, porn stars or Playboy centerfolds or other mistresses that he hooked up with throughout his life got pregnant, would he support her getting abortion? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course he would. But um, if you if he needs if you need him to say pro-life so that you'll vote for him he'll he'll gladly say that. But um, yeah, he certainly would support one of his mistresses getting a an abortion if that's what she wanted to do or whatever you know. Yeah, and you'd probably prefer that. But he's pro-life if that's what you need him to say. And that's what the Republican Party needed him to say in order for them to nominate him. So he's, he started saying that he was pro-life. Um, and, you know, people believed him. People were also, there's a lot of, you know, racial resentment in this country. 
you know, there's stuff now coming out about critical race theory and stuff like that. It's basically like teaching history, uh, kind of like the way it happened, giving a full perspective and not just kind of leaving stuff out that's like kind of tough to talk about, you know, like the human perspective, the human beings who were thought of as property. And then once that was deemed illegal, what happened then? And from long after, you know, what were the effects of that? The human beings, you know, and the, the, in, what, what humans were involved specifically, you know, and how did they interact and what was their experience like, you know, kind of thing. So it's more studying history and presenting information. It's like presenting the whole story. You know, it's, it's nothing, it's not like a critical race theory, it's just, it's a way, way to, to, like, we need to make sure we're getting the full picture here, you know, not, but a lot of people don't like to hear things that they feel are, I don't know, being like negative towards your ancestors or something, but it's like, you be you, you know, I'm not my ancestors, you know. Some ancestors probably did some fucked up shit. Hopefully some of them were pretty decent. But, uh... I'm the descendant of Europeans. So... Yeah. Go back uh, a couple hundred years, I'm sure there's some... ones there that I probably wouldn't be proud to be a descendant of, really, necessarily. You know? You can say they're products of their time or some shit, but... You know, it's, it's at least this kind of understanding the full picture. Because I think that's, uh, I think that's something with the, that happened with the Trump situation. Is there's people that did not understand the full picture for some reason. There was something that was lost in translation about the Trump story as it was unfolding, like, the the fact that you aren't supposed to, like, want to be like him was kind of not always made really clear. It was kind of subtle, but for whatever reason, many people looked at him and aspired to be like him. And, uh, even though there were some, there was like cautionary stuff in there, you know, like, and also kind of, he's at a certain position that you, you can't obtain if you're not born into it already. It's a different kind of financial security. That's winding down, I think. I think it is. One can hope. So I'm a bit, I guess I'm a bit scattered today, but hopeful. Got some uh, things in the personal life to sort out, where to dwell over the next six months. But also uh, hopeful that uh, things in our country and overseas start 
improving. One can hope. Be a short one today. I have to listen to the playback on this one and see how meandering it is. Still working on editing. I don't really edit these podcasts if it isn't uh, painfully obvious to whoever is listening. So, make sure you register to vote. Make sure when you do vote, vote for people that are pro-healthcare. That means pro-hospitals. Make sure we are funding hospitals appropriately that are staffed with medical professionals to take care of people when they get sick. Make sure we're doing that. We need to do that. That's important. It's kind of a foundational thing of a society. Hospitals. If you ever play SimCity, it's one of the things you need to build if you're building a city. Hospitals. So we should have those. So make sure you vote for politicians that are going to be pro-funding of hospitals where people can go to get treated when they're sick. Yeah. Those are good things to have. And also schools. It's good to have schools, too. Yeah, so make sure you vote politicians that are pro-schools, funding of schools, so that if people want to go to school, including community college or public university, they can go. Yeah. They would still have to apply to a public university, but then if accepted, then they can go. Make sure you vote for politicians that are pro that kind of thing. It doesn't matter what letters next to their name. Don't worry about that part. But make sure they're pro the funding of hospitals and the funding of schools. And also the funding, obviously, of the real basic nuts and bolts kind of stuff like water treatment plants and uh, you know renewable fuel sources and uh, mass transit and that kind of stuff. And the real kind of nuts and bolts kind of thing, really. Uh, it's not safety net stuff. It's real kind of the needed things that must be done kind of stuff. Got to make sure that government officials are looking into that kind of stuff. Um, And not so much like, hey, what medical procedures are people allowed to have? What plants are people allowed to grow? That, That kind of stuff is not really what government should be focused on. It should be small in focus and fiscally conservative, thereby focusing more on the nuts and bolts foundational type stuff. So right now, There's people in this country that don't have access to food, water, and shelter. Sometimes all three. And it's difficult for them to access that. Some people do have access to all three of those, but not health care or education. Okay, so we're we're an industrialized nation. So we should be able to have people that can access all five of those things. Food, water, shelter, and health care and education. Yeah, that's... And it doesn't mean socialism, because nowhere in that does it mean does it say everyone needs to make the same amount of money, and and why would that be so? You know, that, that's a very silly argument. They don't quite understand it, but for some reason news pundits just kind of regurgitate it, because uh, members of the Republican Party say it, and they don't correct them. It's very odd. Socialism is a system of government where every single thing is publicly funded and everyone makes the same amount of money. So obviously, in a system in which you know people have access to food, water, and shelter, those kind of basic stuff you can get at a minimum if you want 
fancier things, you'd have to pay for it. So you'd have to get a job and earn money and stuff. And then healthcare and education is covered too. What you do for a job, how much money you earn, all that kind of stuff, that's, you know, that's up to you and the market and all that kind of stuff because it, it would still be capitalism in there. Yeah, still plenty of room for capitalism, our precious laissez-faire capitalism that, you know, is so perfect and all that. Yeah, can't have any government intervention at all in capitalism. Goodness gracious. Um, if we don't have any government intervention in the economy, then we are not a democracy. That, that's kind of the thing. Um, because people with gargantuan amounts of money do indeed have more voting power because they can buy off politicians and such. So, you know, we have to kind of level the playing field a little. And again, level the playing field does not mean everyone makes the same amount of money. I played rugby. One time on a very level playing field, me and a bunch of, I was the most experienced guy on the team that day, which was not a good thing that day. And because we were playing Old Puget Sound Beach, and even though I think we were playing their B side, it did not go well. It was, uh, we lost 55 to nothing in sevens, you know, but it was a level playing field, you know, like, but they had seven on their team. And they were, you know, all with, within the accordance of the, played within the accordance of the rules and all that kind of thing, you know. We just lost. So it goes. Been on the other side of blowouts, too. Level playing field doesn't mean everyone makes the same amount of money. It just means people start out at a, at a have at least that foundation. And how high you go off that is up to you. And, you know, the luck and perseverance and... No one is self-made, of course, so no one ever in the history of human civilization is, did entirely what they did all on their own. That's a very stupid phrase that we should really stop saying. Everyone needs someone, you know. Everyone relies on others, you know. You start up a company and hire people, oop, yep, right there, boom. Yeah, yeah you're going to need people to do work if you're starting up a company. You're not going to be able to do it all by yourself. And then if you're starting to come in, people are buying your product. Yeah, you need those people. You, you know, you're not, none of it is just you just doing it all on you. You're, yeah, there's other people involved. So, anyway. Hopefully we're on an upswing. Confident. Uh, cautiously optimistic that we're on an upward swing in this country after the uh, strange, surreal Trump era. It's it's winding to a close, and we'll start moving upward now. Hopefully, one can hope. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.